Hello there, Lou Conran here and welcome to my podcast, How's Your Week Been? It's a very simple process. You email me on info at louconran.com. You tell me how your week's been. I'll tell you lot how my week's been. And then we'll meet back, same time, same place, the following week. Um, and share the minutiae of each other's lives. And occasionally, I will be talking to a little special guest who will share their stories and their exploits. So here, sit back, get a cup of tea, and have a listen to this. Well, hello. Uh, I apologise for the lateness of this um, pjod cast. I've been a little bit poorly. Yeah. Boo-hoo me. So, sorry about that. Um, I, I'm not... Well, I don't know. I might have had the Rona. I'm not entirely sure, but I'm a lot better now. But uh, needs must. Got to get back to work. So, you know, was feeling shite last week, but had to go and do a gig near Plymouth in a place called East Prawl. Let me talk you through my day on Friday. So, I was feeling rough as arseholes. I very rarely go to bed early these days since uh, acquiring a gentleman caller. Um, I used to be in bed very early because it's just me being very boring and there's not really much else to live for. But now I go to bed really late because I've got a fella that, well, will insist on staying up and talking. Oh, gosh. Awful. So Friday, I went to a place called East Prawl, which is near Plymouth. So Ellis set off at midday and I thought, oh, well, it's a Friday. I'm going towards the seaside. Best leave early. Well, fuck me. Seven hours later, I arrive in this godforsaken place, which I have to say was beautiful. I'm being miserable. Well, I don't. I don't know where to start, really, with the gig. Uh, who was on with me? Lovely lady, Karen Bailey. Dan Evans, very funny man. Oh, Dave Thompson uh, and myself. And um, in, a pi- in a pub called The Pig's Nose. Yeah. I mean, if you live there, please explain to me what happens in East Prawl. It's beautiful. It's by the seaside. But f- Jesus Christ. It's one of those places that I pulled up in, in the car, got to the pub, very flustered and very hot because Friday was 31, 32 degrees. The further south I went, got hotter and hotter. And then I arrived and, well, Jesus Christ, I got out of the car and uh, it felt like the whole village was staring at me as if to suggest, she's not from round here. She's not a local. Who is she? And what does she want? Well, actually, I've been requested to come here to perform for you seven hours and you're all staring at me as if I've done a shit on your grandmother's favourite cardigan. And well, I mean, the venue itself was lovely. The room was lovely. It was a bit like a war bunker. Lots of um, minutiae in there. I don't think that's the right word, but I can't think straight. Um, Atomic Kitten have played there. That's how amazing this place was. Yeah. I can make you whole again or something. Anyway, there was no lighting. Uh, Dave Thompson went and got an angle poise lamp. 
put it on a table and pointed it at the sta- I say stage, the floor. Um, and that's that was the night, really. Then a fight nearly broke out when I was on stage with a French man um, and somebody else um, because the French man had decided he didn't like me and was just going to talk very loudly in a French accent. Now, I love a French accent. I find it very sexy. I get quite annoyed when Brits get, are disparaging about the French. But, you know, come on. We're not easy, are we? But I have to say, well, what a tedious little prick this man was. And I I wasn't in the mood. I don't know whether I've told you, but it took me seven hours to get there. I was not in the mood. I was I was on last. This French man, Laurent, well, he did my nothing. Oh, I can't. I, I said some very rude words, um, quite strong, uh, in his general direction. Merde. Uh, such lovely language as well. Yeah, the French, obviously, not British. And I wouldn't say the word cunt is a lovely word, but I suppose in what context. Um, anyway, that's what I called him several times. And um, <laughs> he took umbrage to that. Can't think why. Uh, stop talking! Oh, just don't do it. It's so rude. It's so rude. So, so rude. There's other people that have paid to be there. Stop talking. Well, this other guy, he got up. Oi, mate, you shut the fuck up. And then he started squaring up to this man. And then the French man got up and he started squaring up to the other man. I was simultaneously aroused and slightly shitting myself at the same time. And I thought, well, I don't know how to handle this situation. What does one do when... One is witnessing somebody potentially about to get their head kicked in. Uh, Anyway, it was all very uh, over very, very quickly. So slightly an anticlimactic story. But um, two things that have occurred. After the gig, the French man was still hanging around and most of the audience members came up to me and apologised for his behaviour, which I always find you shouldn't have to do that for somebody that lives in your local area. But the landlord of the pub went, oh, that'll have been Laurent. Oh, yeah, we have to throw him out every week. Well, I tell you what, don't let him in. It's easy as that, isn't it? And number two, Laurent, he had a very thick French accent, as I said. Well, a person came into the pub, this is a few months ago apparently, went into the pub and was talking to Laurent in French and he said, um, you will have to speak English, I do not speak French. So, and then when we were in the pub, this girl came in absolutely hammered. It was the sort of pub, you know, where it's sort of, now I'm not saying this is acceptable, I don't agree, but it's the sort of location where the locals are like five and drive, you know, we'll have five pints and drive home because that'll be fine, nothing or nothing can go wrong with that, well, can it not? And also the sort of place where the pub says it's closed, but if you want another drink at two o'clock in the morning, no one's going to question it, do you know what I mean? So we'd had a few drinks after the gig. And uh, this lovely lady came in, very bubbly, very fun, very tall. Oh, legs longer than my entire body. Well, it, well, let's face it, that's not very hard, is it? And um, she um, she had very short shorts on and good pins, really good pins. And I said to her, you've got good pins. One of my fellow comedy friends, dis- well, she actually said, 
yes, she got good pins as well, but then she said something quite offensive to the lady. Apparently it was a joke. I, uh, <laughs> ooh, a little bit of jealousy there. Anyway, crash on. This lovely lady, she sits next to me and she was absolutely shit-faced and she says, um, I'd love to have hair like yours, but if I dyed my hair that colour, all my hair would fall out. I don't know how you've done it. And so, oh, actually, this is not dyed. It's my natural hair colour. No, it's not. Yeah, well, it is, actually. Yeah, it is my natural... No, it's not. Yeah, well, it, it, it is, actually, my natural... No, it's not. Oh, all right, then it's, it's, that. it's not really my natural... It's not really my natural hair colour. And then she, um, she looked around, like, tried to be inconspicuous, looked around and went, Don't tell no one. I've had half a pill. <laughs> I said, oh, really, you don't say? And then she was smiling and she was obviously in a very happy place with herself. And then, five minutes after, this gentleman walks in and he's, like, got massive eyes and grinning like a simpleton. And I thought, oh, here we go. That's where the other half's gone. She says, that's my boyfriend, but don't tell no one. He's had half a pill as well. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. They were having the time of their lives. Then let's get up at eight o'clock the next morning to drive back from East Prawl, uh, wherever that is, as I said, via single-track country lanes that went on for about ten miles with bushes each side. I could have been in a maze. I could have been up my own fucking arsehole. Oh, and when you're hungover as well, trying to drive through those lanes, nightmare. And then I had to drive um, up to Witness to do it. <gasps> now, let me tell you about this. I had to do a gig in a man's back garden in Witness. I've never met this gentleman before, although he did look very familiar. He had a look of Richard from Guess Who, except on steroids, because I think he was. Uh, he's He's got a lot of money, clearly. He's got a marquee up in the back garden. He'd booked me and Brennan Reese to do some comedy in the marquee thank god he had the marquee because on saturday it shited it down with rain there was lots of people there that was now i wasn't entirely sure what the function was in aid of whether it was a charity gig or whether it was just because he's got a fuck ton of money that he wants to spunk away and when we walked in i was like oh gosh i think this is like a -a make-a-wish foundation there's lots of people there with no hair but now I've got a baldy you can't judge do you know what I mean you have to just go oh right well they just haven't got any hair they're not dying they've just got no hair anyway it wasn't make a wish uh they were having an engagement party the house was in Widnes now if you've ever been to Widnes yeah I mean drive through that's that's it but but this house was huge and um well, he had gadgetry that I, the like I had not seen. He had a an inbuilt coffee machine maker thing. He had um, like an electronic calendar in the side of the fridge, so you could sort of flick through the diary. Two massive wine cooler fridges that were like the height of the wall. Underfloor heating. Well, what a joy. And red cups from Costco. You know, the sort that you buy to play beer pong. Lots of bottles of Dom Perignon. And then plastic cups from Costco. 
you're sort of battling with yourself. Uh, there was a child there and, well, you know, I'd been booked to do what I do, so I just talked about my fanny in front of the child and that was horrific for them. Brennan was fabulous, as he's always fabulous, and then um, and then I went off to do another gig in Chester in a church, talking about my fanny in a church. I mean, some would suggest, well, if you feel uncomfortable, Louise, change what you're doing. No. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. It's been the Tour de France, hasn't it? Now, the gentleman caller likes me to watch the Tour de France because it's not always all about the cycling. It's Sometimes it's about the camera shots over the villages in Francaise. Now, I've already said I like the Francaise. Oui, oui, mon cher, où est la jambon? Oh, I've just remembered a story. Now, I went to Burgundy with my mate Becky Bigbat. And uh, we were we went to Burgundy specifically to scatter her mum's ashes, which sounds like a, a sad tale. I mean, it was in its own way, but you know, we had a lovely time. We took her mum. Sheila used to be a vicar. Uh, we we had her ashes, and she wanted to be scattered in a place called is it Teze? Is it Teze? Yeah, I think so. Which is like um, a Christian village retreat or something where lots of people show each other their bibles and wear sandals i think anyway so we we go and stay in this wonderful um cottage in burgundy we're driving around there's me there's becky big baps there's m8 joe and joe's daughter who was i think about 12 or 13 at the time i found it hilarious to try and get daisy the child drunk and uh, we were driving around and in one we went to one village. Oh, beautiful. And we stopped off and we were like, oh, that looks really cute. There was a beautiful bistro in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. And we stopped off and we ordered Le Boeuf Bourguignon. And why wouldn't you? Because you're in Francaise, you're in Bourguignon. So why not order the Boeuf? We oui? Well, what they bought us, it wasn't, I don't, I mean... I, don't, I can only describe as uh, dog food in, be, in in Bisto, right? Except they'd obviously gone. Oh fuck! We've got we've got some uh, roast beefs out the front. I think that's what they call us, isn't it? Roast beef. The British. Uh, we've got four roast beefs. They're, they've ordered the birth, right? The roast beefs have ordered the birth, right? They won't be that cultured. So what what they actually gave us four plates of what looked like a pork pie in amongst the the dog meat and the gravy. I'd had a few wines. No, that's not like you, Lou. I had a few wines. And I um I said, uh, excuse him what, s'il vous plaît. Leave your ass out the way. So excuse him what, s'il vous plaît, to the garcon. Uh, monsieur, who est le boeuf? Who est le boeuf? Uh, to which he, um, well, he didn't respond, actually. I think he walked away. You can't have beef bogging on without the birth, can you? Who ain't the birth? Well, that was it. You can't give, just because we're British, and don't get me wrong, I love a pork pie, but if I've ordered birth bogging on, I want me fucking birth. I don't want me pork pie bogging on, do I? I didn't order that. I ordered beef bogging on. Who ain't the birth? Poor favour. Fuming I was. And the wine was caught. Excusez-moi, s'il vous plaît, garçon, le vin rouge, mal merde.
Well, he did agree with me that it was corked. He went and got another bottle of wine, took the cork out, probably spat in it, probably shoved it up his arse. So you just don't know. Anyway, what was my point? Becky's mum. Yeah. So we went round to Teze and we went to go and scatter the, um, the ashes. I am not a religious person. No. Really? What a surprise. No, I'm not. Um, and we had Becky's mum's ashes in an FC UK bag because that's all Becky had in the car. And we had we wanted to go and take her in like incognito in disguise. And we get to this Teze place, and like there's like a car park before you can go into like the village. We it's like I would imagine it's like centre parks, but for the religious. Okay. And there's like, as I've already said, there's like people wandering around with their sandals on, with their Bibles and all that sort of stuff and bum beads around their wrists and things. And we, her mum specifically said she wanted to be scattered on this lake that was in Teze. And we were walking around and we eventually we found the lake. And when we got to the lake, there was a big sign on the fence that said, this is for the, this place is for the living, not the deceased. So that is basically saying, Oue, le ashes, pour favor, take a, le ashes, and fouque, away a. So obviously we're not allowed to scatter the ashes there. And I, well, it was like divine intervention. The minute we found the lake, the minute we got to the fence, right, the heavens opened and all of these Bible-carrying, sandal-wearing people. Very unclean, might I add. The religious don't wash. They all fucked off indoors and left us by the lake, right? And we were like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. So while it was raining, we ran to the lake, found a little private area, scattered the ashes, which if you've ever done that, well, it went on and on and on. And I mean, Sheila wasn't a big girl. But Sheila went on and on and on and on and on. We all got covered in Sheila. And then um, the minute we put the lid back on the urn, and I shit you not, ooh, the lid, the the rain stopped and the sun came out like, and um, it was really weird and really spooky. And Becky Begbaps took a load of pictures on her camera of the scattering of the ashes. Jo, right, she had her camera, she was taking pictures as well. I mean, that sounds a little bit... I want to say Carmarthen. It's not Carmarthen. What's the word? A little bit... Um, macabre! That's it. Thank you. Or, as a comedian once said to me, Oh, yeah, I just love doing macabre stuff. It's macabre, Darius. Anyway, Becky's pictures from her phone, and um, from her camera, sorry, did not come out. All of the other pictures came out. This is when you had to send them off to Snappy Snaps or something. And they all came out, apart from the pictures of the scattering of the ashes. Jo lost her camera. Yep. Gone. After the scattering, oué la camera. The camera, we went to the toilet, we found a toilet after the scattering, we sort of brushed Sheila off for a bit, and then we went to the toilet, and it oh, it's one of those dreadful stand-up ones, now that's no good for me, I can't squat, not after the operations. 
So I had to hold on to my urination. But Jo went in, she squatted, she pissed, she left her camera by the side of the toilet. She came out, then she realised, I've left my camera by the side of the toilet. She's gone back in to get the camera, gone. Oué le nix on le camera, oui. Gone. What was my point of this? The Tour de France, yes. So we've been watching that. And then we got on to planning the honeymoon. Well, I tell you what. I don't know why, but I've always had an urge to go to Carcassonne. I think somebody said today that it was a board game. Didn't realise that. But it's a medieval village, which apparently is stunning. And I think I'd seen it on one of these holiday programmes or something. Maybe Rick Stein went there. I like a bit of Rick Stein. I'm also keen on fish. Uh, yeah, so we were looking at like going from like Spain, somewhere in Spain, which for me, Spain is, I think, was sort of like always a little bit um, marred for me because when we were little, we went on a camping holiday to Francais, Oué Le Tent. Good question because I used to sleepwalk a lot and would always wake up in somebody else's tent. Um, but then we had a day trip to Spain one day when we were staying in Francais. And Spain always, I associate Spain with the smell of diarrhoea. That, that's, that's all I associate Spain with, the smell of diarrhoea. Smell diarrhoea, Spain. Must have had quite um, a bad experience there when I was little. Anyway, but we're going to start off, I think, in somewhere around the San Sebastian area. Um, or Santander. Not the bank! As the GC says. And then we were like, well, let's go to France. Let's go to, let's go over to the Pyrenees. Let's go to Cacazon. And then I saw James Martin do his programme over the weekend from Francais. Somewhere we like where, um, what's his face? Keith Floyd used to have a little restaurant. So we might go there. And I'd love to go to Pompeii. I have been before, but I went with my friend Penny, who I used to work with at the time. She was Australian, but sorry about that. Anyway, we stayed in Sorrento. We had a day trip to Pompeii. And stupidly, like the twats that we were, we didn't pay for a tour of Pompeii. We did our own tour, which basically consisted of walking around, seeing a dog dead in, again, uh, volcanic ashes, actually. Oué le volcanic dog and um and then we sort of left so we didn't really do Pompeii so I really like to go back there oh I could bang on about it forever but do you know what oh but I have got no wait emails oh I see what here we go now then my first uh email here re latest podcast I was listening to the new podcast It's like listening to a chatty friend whilst making lunch. Well, thank you. That's lovely. Very pleasant. That's nice. However, I was lifting a large spoonful of rhubarb yoghurt, one of my favourite things, that's in brackets, almost to my mouth when I heard you mention the term festival fanny. Sorry about that. Instantly reminded me of a vision I have tried so hard to eject from my mind for 20 years. Well, I can only apologise. That of enjoying the hippie naked sauna at Glastonbury Festival in a mud hut when a rather large, and I would add unwashed, older lady stood up right in front of me with her back to me and bent forward to pick up her moccasins. 
Well, of course she's wearing moccasins at the Glastonbury Festival. I instantly discarded my rhubarb yoghurt and also the other three tubs that I'd just purchased from the fridge to the bin. I've gone off it for the foreseeable future, I feel. Well, I'm, I can only apologise. I have to twitch back now and fear of even seeing cottage cheese for fear of instant vomiting. Apart from this mishap, I found this episode fun and even informative in places, especially interesting to realise that one's siblings has soft and furry ball sacks. A joyous hour spent. Thank you. That's from Greg, uh, brother of the GC. Now, Greg, we all have to learn, okay? And I'm sorry, A, rhubarb yoghurt is sent by the devil. B, rhubarb is... Right, you know sometimes when you see um, uh, an egg that's fallen from a nest in the tree and then the the remnants of like a dead bird is on the floor that's what i think rhubarb looks like i cannot bear the stuff <laughs> sorry about that greg uh but thank you for listening there you go what was i going to talk to you about <gasps> yes when you said about the naked sauna reminded me of when i went to Harrogate baths when there there were baths in Harrogate. I think it's a Chinese restaurant now. Same same. And I went with my mate Susu uh, and her then girlfriend, <laughs> and we went and like it was Ladies' Day, so like there's loads of women just all walking around in Le Buff, Ue Le Buff, right? And um, and you have to get the idea is you go in a plunge pool, which they keep as the same temperature as outside, apparently, or a little bit. If it's a warm day, then they try and lower it. Then you go into a room, get hot, go back into a plunge pool, go into another hotter room, go back into the plunge pool, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Well, I mean, I'm not the most confident person with my naked body in the first place, but I thought, fuck it. Well, everybody else is doing it, so just get on with it, Louise. Got myself into the plunge pool as I've always previously said, I do not like the cold, which is why I'm, I will probably go to hell. And I don't I don't want to be buried when I die. I want to be cremated because I like the heat, right? So me and a plunge pool, not good friends. Got in the plunge pool because I didn't want to look like um, a massive pussy. Talking of which, I get in the plunge pool. I'm like, fuck this. This is the most, the coldest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. I'm getting the Fouquet out of here. And I go up these marble steps. And as I'm going up, a big ginger vagina is coming down into my fucking face. Just there. Just like practically nose to lip with this big ginger vagina. And that's when I knew I definitely wasn't a lesbian. Thanks for that, Greg. Uh, Now then, where's our... Another email here. The lovely Lydia. Hello, Lydia. It's just occurred to me how similar your Isle of Wight festival story is to being in hospital and squeezing out a turd on the commode while your neighbour behind the curtain is either eating their lunch or chatting with visitors. There's no room for blushes here. Lydia, you naughty girl. Do you know what? I would, I think if that was me in that situation if I knew I had to be in hospital for a a certain amount of time and I didn't have the privacy that you obviously should have then I think I'd probably wang in a load of figs and prunes in the morning and I'd just go for it I would oh do you know what there's no secrets in it I'd open the curtains Lydia 
I would, I'd open the curtains, I'd let, I'd let it all out, I'd let the whole bloody world experience this. <laughs> yeah, have that. Yeah. Uh, now then, after my initial plasma exchange, uh, things went downhill as my veins weren't cooperating. Lydia! Oh, gosh. was discharged from hospital to continue treatment. And having to travel down to Bristol to the expert vein finders. Well, there's a whole sitcom series there, isn't there? The expert vein finders. I don't mean sitcom. I mean like a a Bravo channel programme. You know, like Scrap Heap Challenge. But they weren't so expert. Resulted in two failed attempts. Bloody hell, Lydia. As I've told you many times before, I don't read these before I read them to you. So your experience... Oh, no. Oh, yay. Anyway, I had a successful plasma exchange on the 30th and I'm happy to report that this time it's made a real difference to me and my strength is returning. Thank the Lordy for that, Lydia. Gosh. Oh. She had a bit of excitement in ICU because a guy was brought in during the night (gasps) into the bay beside me. Well, I hope you aren't having a shit, Lydia. He'd obviously swallowed more pills than he should have. Oh, no. And when he was woken up, it wasn't long before he was kicking off. Oh, gosh, and he made such a fuss when they removed his catheter. Oh, dear, he was having a war of words with a consultant, which went something like this. Oh, a bit of acting now, Lydia. Consultant. You You need to stay so we can assess you. Patient. I'll scream and shout until you chuck me out. Consultant. If you try to leave, I'll physically restrain you. (gasps) Patient. No, you won't. I've served time in jail. You can't stop me. Consultant. Yes, I can. I used to play rugby for England and I have size and strength. (laughs) And so it continued. Meanwhile, the nursing staff are moving me further and further away from the dividing curtain in case he makes a break for it. I'm not bloody surprised. A friend of mine was in hospital who unfortunately had to go through the same thing that I did when I lost my baby. And it sounds grim, and it was, but, you know, it's fine. But a friend of mine was going through exactly the same thing. And while she... Because you... For those of you that don't know, I had to have an induced birth because my baby wasn't very well uh, at five and a half months. And my friend had exactly the same, and she was induced. And so while she was having her contractions... Um, this hospital, <laughs> this hospital woman, um, who was just doing her job, she worked for the canteen, um, and she came in and she was um, she was saying to my friend in the middle of Brenda having her contractions and obviously going through hell because it is horrific. Uh, the woman was like, um, "Right, I'm really sorry about this. Um, right, what do you want for your lunch?" And Brenda was like, um, "I don't really care. Right, no." I'll get in trouble if I don't ask you. Do you want sandwiches? Do you want jacket potato? Do you want lasagna? And then she went through this whole list of everything. And then Brenda was just like, in the middle of contractions, just have a sandwich. Do you want it on? Granary, white, thick sliced, thin sliced. Do you want it gluten free? Do you want seeds? No seeds. How do you want it? (laughs) and it basically just went on and on and on right do you want ham do you want it breaded do you want and then after about half an hour of her basically getting a ham sandwich on white treat yourself eh like she's trying to crack on with the contractions and everything the horrificness of her situation and then the nurse or the woman says right now for dinner right you've got 58 options 
Let's just get on. Uh, here for another week at least. Well, well done. Yes, you've got four more treatments to go. Flipping Nora. Let's hope you don't. Let's have. Let's hope you have a quieter time, Lydia, throughout those four more treatments. Much love to you. All right, old sweetie, Lydia. Thank you for your updates. I'll just do two more. Oh, Emily. Emily of online playground gigs. Good old Em. Uh, hi, Lou. Hope you're well. Had to do a speed awareness course today, which was fun. Which was a fun way to finish on a Friday. But at least now we can get pissed this weekend and forget about it. And that is my week. Well, Emily, that is delightful. How many speed awareness courses have you actually done? Because I'm telling you, I've done quite a few. I don't think you're supposed to do a few. I think you're supposed to learn by your mistakes. But let's face it, I don't have the focus for learning. I've done about... Oh, I probably shouldn't say how many I've done. Because A, that would tell you how old I was. And B, there must be a certain amount of speed awareness courses that you can do before you actually get banned from driving. Probably. Right, next email. Jennifer Joel White. Hello. Ah, oh, this week is going better. And this is what we like to hear. Just listen to the episode of your podcast, which was always a mood lifter. Well, thank you very much. Uh, went for my routine eye exam on Monday and all is healthy. But I need to consider either bifocals or even trifocals. I didn't even know that was a, thi- a thing. Trifocals. How do you do that then? You'd be like, oh, it'd be like a virtual reality headset, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd make me feel sick. I don't, well, what have you done? But lens prescriptions never seem quite accurate to me. No. The other thing I've discovered this past week, oh gosh, what is it? As part of my slight dip into social media, oh, Jennifer, is a what? A door appreciation society group on Facebook. Just doors, no gates or windows. I am going to search this out. Oh, I love, I love stuff like this. No, don't say that. She's Jennifer has said as sad as as sad as that may sound, it does not sound sad at all. It's actually quite calming to look at pictures of interesting doors from around the world. Oh my god, now you're talking my language. I love it when I go on holiday. I love doors. I love big doors, little doors, cardboard box. I love it. Oue la door. Oh, and you, when you walk around the little alleyways in like the little medieval villages and stuff, and you just see like how tiny people were back in the day, and and like and the doors, the double doors that sort of lead into a courtyard, and then they've got people's individual front. Oh my God, I'm looking at this. Jennifer. You don't know what you've done now. This is it. Oh God, I love doors, Jennifer. I think we are twins. It is calming to look at. Yes, it is calming. I suppose. Maybe it's like ASMR. Yeah, I can't get on board with ASMR. Just people whispering like this sometimes puts my teeth on edge. Also, isn't it for people that like to wank to people whispering in their ear? Oue le wank. But I'll not question what seems to be having a positive effect. Don't, Jennifer, don't question it. As long as it's working, it doesn't matter how it works and it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's keeping you chipper. And that, my friend, is the best medicine. Thanks, Lou. And the best to you and the GC. And to the other Lou listeners. Yes, Jennifer, thank you. 
Well, we'll have a little bit more of that, please. You're a guru and a leader, Jennifer. You love doors and you've said hello to the other listeners. Can't ask for more than that. I've got one more. Vicky! Vicky Playground. Thank you, Vicky. Lou, I could listen to you all day long. Please don't do that because you will drive yourself into an early grave. Love the podcast. Another indifferent week in my life. Vicky, your life's never indifferent. Come on now. Although last weekend I made my first trip to Manchester in the Frog and Bucket, which, for the other listeners, is a comedy club in Manchester, which is a bit spit and sawdust. But that's where I learnt my trade. Shout out to the lovely Mark, Playground Mark, hello Mark, who I have to say was at my gig in Chester on Saturday. I didn't acknowledge you properly because I was trying not to die. Sorry about that, Mark. You made the decision to drive back home to the arse end of Surrey. Oh my God, Vicky, what is the matter with you? Oh God. We When we got back to Vicky's and it was wonderful to watch dawn break and the sunrise, well, how lovely is that? Uela sunrise. One more week of work and then I'm on annual leave for a week. I'm off to Wales for my summer holiday. We used to always go to Wales on summer holidays. Always. My dad would book us on bloody horse riding holidays. None of the family had ever ridden a horse. I'm allergic to horses, in a way. My sister got picked up by a horse once by her cardigan. That gave her a traumatic experience for most of her life. And my mum got her period on the back of a shire. (sighs) Anyway, sounds weird, but when I say good to hear the mention of the Hasselbacks, although I do not wish to have the GCs. (laughs) No, nobody wishes those. If I'm being boring, please stop, tell me to stop sending emails. Vicky, no, never stop. More emails. If you need an Airbnb in Wales, I can highly recommend my aunt and uncle's places. It's beautiful. Well, there you go. That's for the listener as well. I'll put you in touch if that sounds right up your straza. I've been wanking on far too long. I've been having a lovely time. You lot bloody lovely. Thank you so much. Oh, my God, I've been going on for ages. Oh, I'll have to cut this down. Sorry. Um... You lot are bloody lovely. Thank you, for, as ever, for sending me your emails. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and uh, if you want to send me one, if you're a new listener, then please send me an email. Tell me how your week's been uh, on info at com. And if you want to get a bit more involved, you can go to www.patreon.com forward slash comedian. If you want to. You don't have to. Don't feel obliged. Um... As ever, thanks so much. Apologies again for this being late. uh, And I'll hopefully waffle on in your ears next time. Have a wonderful week. Let me know how you're getting on. Much love. (laughs) Bye-bye.